Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to start a business, now is the best time. People are out and about. They are wanting to grab on to something new and interesting. And if you're wanting to start a business, there's a lot of opportunities. And I'm going to be sitting down and hopefully coaching two young men, Jack Delafamina and Nathan Katz, who are opening a new business called Bravo Toast, located in West Hollywood, California. It's right next to Cash Centers, and we're going to be getting into what's working, what may not work, and just overall have a discussion. So, Tony, thanks for joining me. Jack and Nathan, thanks for joining me. No, thank you for having us. Of course, of course. So, how long have you guys been friends? Since high school. Yeah, we met in high school, but we grew up in the same, we grew up right Beverly Hills area right over here, so mm-hmm. we knew so each other. 10 years. Yeah, I got 10, crazy to say 10 years, but. 10 years, and so. This is your first time, Jack, yeah. running a business. First time running a business. I was uh, doing re- real estate brokerage while in school for many years, but this is my first like real venture, I'd say, with an investment and just really owning the business. Uh, and, and Nathan, this is your second? Second, yeah. Um, a couple years ago, I dabbled in the electric scooter ride sharing service. Um, Ended up selling that, so this is my second venture. And right, and you guys have decided that you're going to be selling toast. The place is called Bravo Toast, and the primary kind of uh, item for sale is avocado toast. Is that right? Yeah, we we started this thinking that avocado. We want to make avocado toast the next or the modern day burger and fries. You know, what I mean, like your grandparents would eat cheeseburgers every day. I mean, nowadays, I don't know. When was the last time you had a cheeseburger? Like forever. Yeah. Most of them even meet anymore. So it's, we really think it's going to be our staple. And we started this with one product that we thought, Hey, we can sell a million avocado toasts and we can then kind of venture off and build a whole brand around it, a whole cafe. And it's, it's launching in what, seven weeks, eight weeks. Yeah. We're right for Labor Day. Yeah. Okay. And let me just give you some stats because I thought it would be helpful. Because the odds are stacked against you too, right? It always feels good to go into a business and be super excited. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to crush it. And the reason I wanted to sit down with both of you is I could maybe help you find some blind spots or things that could get in your way that would save you a lot of time. Because 60% of new businesses close down within a year. 60%. Can you believe that, Tony? I cannot believe that. And they say that... Uh, More than 110,000 eating and drinking establishments in the United States closed for business 
last year with nearly 2.5 million jobs erased and a third of all restaurants in California during the pandemic closed as well. I mean, we're out of the pandemic, but it's a very tough business, you know, and I know that you come from a family of restaurant tours. Yeah. Is that right, Jack? Does, yeah. yeah. My grandparents had a restaurant in uh, East Hampton for about 25 years. And my dad has a couple of restaurants in Los Angeles as well. And what are the restaurants called? Uh, my grandparents is called Della Femina. It's my last name. And then my dad's, my dad's one of the co-founders of Croft Alley, which they have uh, one in Beverly Hills and one in West Hollywood over in Melrose Place. Got it. And in terms of partnership, are the two of you like mutual partners where you both have equal amount of authority? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're Shaq yeah. and Kobe right here. I mean, <laughs> okay. So really the business is like a kid and this is a marriage. Totally. Yeah, Best way to describe it. Right. And, yeah. And, and even though you grew up together and you know each other very well, just like a lot of people who go into business thinking, or a lot of marriages thinking this, you know, it's, it's always funny to me at marriage, you know, at the weddings, and I don't mean to be a pessimist, but, uh, you know, whenever they say for, for life, you know, what is this thing they say in the weddings that act like they're going to be forever? Until death do you part. Until death do us part, yet 50% of the people don't. And I can't help but <laughs> yeah. sit there whenever I go to a wedding and everyone's crying and it's so beautiful and she looks gorgeous. I think, how much are they spending on this wedding? And then also the stats mean that half of these weddings I'm going to are going to end up in a divorce. Yeah, no, if, you're, think, if you're looking at the stats, I mean, you might as well not get married and never start a business. I mean, exactly. If you're going to be so, focused on that. I think, yeah, I think no, no, I got one. you. But sometimes <laughs> it's good to know just going into it, like what would be potentially some of those areas that you both see? Because it's, it's good, I, th- I find, to look at what could the problems be in your partnership? in your relationship because once money's involved in friendship different stressors come up because we're dealing with safety security jealousy envy uh disappointment frustration i'm doing more than this partner or this partner is doing more than another so what kind of roadmap have the two of you created or conversations to set up this business marriage in a healthy way I think the most important thing going into it, just like relationship is trust. You know, I have to trust Jack and he has to trust me with any tasks that we give each other. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's also, uh, we have, you have standards, you know I mean? Just like in a marriage, you have to, if the other partner is not going to give it 100%, might as well call it off early because we're, we're 100% in. I mean, Nathan and I have, we have friends who've invested in the business as well and family invest in the business. So it was to less about us and more about our whole community. And have I, you guys ever argued? I was oh, just yeah. about to ask that. You were? <laughs> I was just about to ask that. Yeah. yeah and what, what is, do you have a type of argument that happens more often than not? Uh, I mean, no like topic in particular. I mean, we'll just get heated and, you know, just the energy and, uh, I like to argue sometimes with yeah. because it helps us bounce ideas off each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how would you, how would you differentiate what you both bring to the equation? So let's, uh, why don't I have you describe Nathan, Jack? Sure. What do you think Nathan offers? Because there's a reason you partnered. Sure. Right? Sure. So w- what is it about Nathan that made you go? So I'm down. <laughs> Nathan is by far one of the greatest people persons I've ever met. You know, I, he, this guy still talks to 
people he met once when he was in kindergarten. I mean, he's amazing at dealing with relationships. Relationships, yeah. And he's one of the by far one of the nicest, kindest people. Also, um, he's also what I've learned through this business with him is that he's definitely strong headed. In that, I'll come up, I'll tell you anything. I got this crazy idea, or some with a bad day, or a great day. And you know, Nathan definitely is the compass in terms of we're on a, on a trajectory and let's not get distracted. And he keeps me focused really. Cause definitely I'll uh, have some crazy ideas now and again and say, you know, we got to try this thing out. And it, that's seems to be a great balance between the two of us. I mean, what'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Nathan? How would you, why are you partnering with Jack? I mean, Jack's also just the greatest guy I've ever met. Um, I've learned so much about him doing this whole thing. Um, you know, when we were doing a pop-up in New York, I learned so much about his family and just where he comes from. And he's just such a genuinely amazing guy. And he's also just so, he's always thinking 10 steps ahead. Um, and he's so motivated. And I've known this guy since high school. So I've known he's had so many jobs uh, because he's never, he's never like, I feel like never truly satisfied. He's always looking for the next best thing. And I feel like the same with Bravo Toast. He's always trying to get better and improve and just think ahead of the future. Like, how is this going to look in five years? Like, what do we have to do right now to get us to this point? You guys are in a love fest. I think he's the one. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've gotten closer to this experience. Yeah. Too. I mean, we, yeah, we've known each other for so long that, you know, I mean, obviously friend, we're best friends. And then, you know, we all went, went to college, separate places. Then we kind of came back together and via this last year and a half, we've definitely gotten, become better friends. And, and what would you say gets in the way? Do you have any concerns with Nathan whatsoever? Like no concerns. I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a checks and balances thing. You know what I mean? I, again, one day I can have a great idea. He might disagree with me on it, but that's, that, that's the fun of it. That's like, let's let, let me can try to convince Nathan to do this thing or let's uh, that's the whole, whole process. I mean, do you have any, anything with Jack where you're like, no, I mean, just that he like, it, it's not even a problem. Just like that. He thinks too much or like want to do too much. But like, I think that's a good thing. Hey, all you true crime fans. This is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morph. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. So, because I can tell you both are highly inspired by each other what i <laughs> what i would suggest to you is we differentiate a little bit of your jobs of with this business because it takes a lot to run a business and let's just just play with me on this right i'm not saying you have to do this <laughs> but maybe we could assign duties right because at a certain point right now you're in the phase before the business launches then when the business launches, it can sometimes feel like you're chasing your tail or like, did you do this? Did you do that? And it becomes a lot of checks and balances, right? And I know you come from a family in the restaurant business and the profit margins are pretty low. You know, they say with a lot of restaurant businesses, it can be less than 10%, right? In terms of the profit margins, depending. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, the beauty of our business, and again, I, we came for, at this as not necessarily restaurant tours. We came at this business of, I had a real estate background 
for many years. And Nathan, same with him. You went to Marshall Business School at USC. And so we didn't look at it like, oh, let's open up a restaurant. We looked at it as like, hey, we found a great piece of real estate. What's a category? What's a product mm. that it has excellent margins that is specialized? That's something unique. I mean, my dad being in the business for so long, always dropping nuggets of what not to do in the business. You know what I mean? He's, uh, we've learned from some of the mistakes of people my family have made. So what are some of the don'ts? Definitely. You could have the most successful restaurant in the city. You could be making $20 million a year, but if your rent's 21, you're out of business. I'm sorry. That's one thing. Um, also the number one, most successful people in this business sell one thing. You look at Pink's hot dogs. Those guys sold millions of chili cheese dogs. You get Shake Shack menus, three items, really. And then now Burger, same, and even now, then some of the new players like Kazunori and Sugarfish, they've become specialized in that if you can control what you're serving, give people something classic, I think that you'll solve a lot of your problems. And you can make up a lot more margin if you know what you're making here and you keep the menu simple, really. Okay. So it sounds like you're both giving a lot of kind of covering all the different categories together, right? And would you agree that maybe once you launch, it may be helpful to kind of separate roles? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we do do have some different roles here. I mean, Nathan definitely is runs our social media. With mm -hmm. uh, we also have a director of communications named Ray O'Neill, who's helping us run our New York. Uh, we call it the Bravo Bungalow. It's a like a, a over in uh, Montauk, New York, uh -huh. on the beach, it's like a little beach shack, like boutique. Who, who's going to oversee the uh, finances? Like, uh, you know, uh, what this or that is costing the accounting. Have you kind of thought through like who's kind of yeah. managing the accounting firm or I, I, I was a, I, I was a realist. One of my many hats I wore prior to doing this was a real estate analyst. So I've been kind of leading our financial analytics side of the business. I have an exercise I'm going to try with both of you. Can I get two pieces of paper, Tony? Okay. But you can't look at each other's answers. Sure. Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you questions about who do you think's more fit for this part of the business and where you're not okay. going to be talking to each other. And I'm just curious if there's any difference of like, Hey, I would be better at this or he would be better at that because I think it may be a little telling yeah. for how you perceive each other. It's good. So interesting. Fun exercise. Sounds like a fun exercise. Yeah. <laughs> No cheating somehow. <laughs> so you're going to turn a little this way, Nathan. Sure, here, go like this. No, 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 Nathan's going to turn this way. Jack, you're going to go this other way with your body. Yes, yes, that's perfect. You can move the mic, though. So I like that. Yeah, this oh, way. yeah. Oh, that, that's a good turn. I want to the mic. Okay. Thank you. So... You're only going to choose one, right? So you can't, you can't go both of us, both of us. We're just doing this exercise for just one of you is overseeing it. Okay. So marketing of the brand Bravo Toast. That's the first question. Can you keep track of these questions? That way we go through them, Tony. Yes. So the first one is marketing of the brand. The second is hiring employees. The third, dealing with landlord. Fourth, dealing with unhappy customers. Fifth, dealing with investors. Sixth, quality of the product. Number seven, 
Customer experience. What other questions do you have, Tony, for the two of them? Mm, I'm trying to think. We have seven so far. We have seven so far. We should to- top it off with three more. Uh, look at it. It's so funny. Jack's like peering over at Nathan's paper. How about um, there's the customer experience. There's accounting. Who's dealing with the accounting of the business? That'd be eight. Sure. Accounting? Yeah. Um, growth strategy? New ideas for growth strategy. Yeah. I think we already know the answer to that. Based upon what they told us, but you never know. <laughs> and lastly, in number 10. I know you said hiring employees. What about when it comes to firing or letting go of employees? Yeah, firing employees. Number 10, firing employees. Can we pull straws for that one? Yeah, I think, I think that's a uh, <laughs> nose goes. <laughs> so, um, so let's just go through these one by one. So the first one, Tony, what's the question? This is how well do you know each other going into business? Oh, no. Are you scared? Right. Number one is marketing. Marketing of the brand. I said Nathan. I did me. Okay. So they both said Nathan. That's fantastic. So you're, you're one going to marketing. <laughs> Number one. Number two. Number two is hiring employees. I said Jack. Uh, I said Nathan. Uh, <laughs> okay. So that's the, no, well, this that's is a great. Good, I think no, this is good, great because yeah. then, then we can take a look and decide. We haven't well, had to hire any employees yet. <laughs> you will. We will. Yeah. Yeah. We have okay. a, yeah, yeah. Because, because what's helpful to know, especially in California with hiring employees, is it is way more difficult than I realized in the amount of paperwork. And I actually can get you guys a lot of paperwork to save you time in following the laws of California because every state is specific in terms of employee rights, rest breaks, Overtime, literally, you have to announce a rest break. Yeah, I mean, I like how we put each other because I think hiring should be the both of us, if anything. Yeah, uh, at, the, at this early of a stage. <laughs> What's the next? Dealing with landlord. Did Jack? That's it, man. Okay. Dealing with unhappy customers. I said me. I said Nathan. Yeah. Cool. Dealing with investors. I said Jack. I said me. Quality of the product. Jack. I said me. Okay. Customer experience. Me. I said me, but (laughs) that's a group thing. Totally. Okay. Customer experience. It's definitely our, uh, you know, this is the number one thing in the whole business is what's the customer experience and keeping that fresh and keeping that with, you know, making sure everybody's having an amazing experience. Part of the, part of the whole team. For sure. Number eight was accounting. I said Jack. Mm Mm-hmm. Number nine was new ideas for growth. Said me. Said me too. I mean, yeah. I, I, please, we're also, yeah. we're, we want everybody to come up with new ideas. I mean, that's I, like, You guys are so funny, by the way. <laughs> like, it's almost like if you don't have the same answer, you both are like defending it. I mean, literally, we're just, we're just opening conversation. What are you, what are you accusing us of? <laughs> There's nothing. You know? <laughs> There's no holes here. There's no holes. <laughs> what was the I last one, it. Tony? I love it. Um, last one is firing employees. I said me. I said me. Okay, cool. So in the dating game, there was, which is fantastic. The majority, very clear. And I, I believe when things are very clear, there becomes less disagreements because it's clear and we know what each other are doing and there's no like, you know, 
disagreements around it because it is what it is. Like you both are very clear who's talking to investors. Now there's four areas, which I suggest that we just discuss it. Now it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing because you both put yourselves or put each other or what have you, but I think it saves time down, down the road with either one of you going, wait a second. Like I call the shots on that when really the reality is if you get ahead of it, you won't fight about it. And at the end of the day, it's about your friendship. It's about your business being successful. And the more clear you both are, my prediction is the more successful you are. I would love for you guys to stay as my neighbors for years to come. So you know, we would take over the building because yeah. I'm the whole top floor and I'm next to you and you're the rest of the bottom floor. So let's talk through this a little bit. So when I asked you both about hiring, it was you both said yourselves, right? Or, or each other? I think we said or each, each other. other. Or you said each other. Yeah. Okay. So why did you say each other for that? We have one other team member on our team. Her name is Ray O'Neill. She is, was our first employee, really. And she kind of just fell into our laps. Kind of that's also like why we haven't had this discussion quite yet. And she's been in charge of hiring people for our, our Montauk space as well. Um, so it's something that hasn't quite yet come up. It's definitely on our very short-term horizon. It's like, oh yeah, we're going to have to hire some people. We well, what hours is, is the business going to be open? Starting out, we want to be eight to eight. Eight to eight. Starting so 12-hour days. Two yeah. six-hour shifts, yeah. And how, uh, got it. So you <laughs> believe that one person's going to be manning the place solo, potentially? No, well, no not no. solo, I think. But one of us will be on the premise at all times. We'd For 12 hours? Well, we're... Um, Eight to eight, again, we want to have employees hire in the next, like, you know, eight weeks or so. I got you. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we want one of us to be on site. Yeah. Especially Dur when one of those people are there. I got sure, you. Sure, so sure. someone else would be there. Yeah. So, so basically, you're going to be open for 24, 36, 48, 60, 72. What, what is that? 84 hours a week you're open. Mm -hmm. Right? And in terms of those hours per week, you're believing that you would have someone work. Initially, is it? both of you during that period of time or does are you going to employ someone i mean it's all hands on deck yeah you know, i think we'll day one be there if we uh yeah, and we're putting all all of our funding right now into making the space beautiful and we're working with the city to get more outdoor dining seating there and so in the beginning it's going to be us going to be asking family and friends or our investors hey you know come come on down and help us out just get this off the ground for a little bit until we find great employees really okay uh, let's say that one of you was going to head this, right? Because who you have is so important. They're a reflection of the business, totally. right? Where are you thinking you're going to be finding potential employees? So far, a lot of friends of ours, people in our you know, support system have, we hear all the time, yeah, I have a friend or I have a sister or a cousin that wants to, wants to help with you guys, wants to work with us. And we're, we've been saying absolutely, absolutely yes to everybody, want to bring them in. We're just uh, still a few weeks away from you know, really, really, really getting down, down to yeah, it. Yeah, we think our network will help us find someone. Yeah, and it, my dad being in the business as well, he's got, you know, we can take a lot of his employees to it. In LA? In LA, yeah, yeah. He's got people, because he's been in the business now for about eight years. Okay. So there's tons of people in his network as well. And what well are they going to make? We've been budgeting out a little bit more than minimum wage. I think we budget out with insurance costs and everything, like 20 bucks an hour. Okay. But I think it comes out to probably like closer to 15 at the end of the day um, with tips, obviously. And we're going to be a, you know, a cashless business. 
So I mean, that we've looked at studies that say, oh, tips are much better when things are cashless. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see how things go in the beginning. And we're also hoping our employees are passionate about something specific. Not necessarily, it doesn't have to be passionate about the hospitality industry or passionate about food because finding people who are really passionate about food and want to work in a cafe is so difficult. So let's, let's say Bravo Toast was a character, right? Like it's this, it's this fierce slice of bread with some amazing avocado on top of it <laughs> with the right seasoning. And it has a personality, okay? And it literally walks down the street, right? And it says, what's up, guys? What's shaking? How would you describe Mr. Bravo Toast? Are you talking about the, the product or the whole company yeah, like like I'm walking the, the, the street? The product, <laughs> I'm picturing if there's a mascot to the company, because I think sometimes okay. it's helpful to really go, here is the brand. Yeah, yeah. If it was to like meet you, and that's a good way to kind of go, all right, this is a really good fit, right? Because some people are hard workers, but they're not a good look. Or some people are really social, but they have bad boundaries or they'll air out too much, right? So how would you describe, if we were going to make a character Mr. Bravo Toast, mm -hmm. how would you describe him? I think he'd be warm and welcoming. He'd be the best dressed guy in the room for sure. <laughs> I mean, he's, you know, definitely has a good fashion sense and uh, some style. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that's kind of been like, again, we're looking for people passionate about Anything. No, talk to talk to me about Mr. Toast. Mr. Please. Toast, well, though, Bravo yes, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bravo. So he's got good style. He's warm. He's welcome. Inviting, yeah. Always mm -hmm. has a smile on his or her face. Mm. He knows the newest, coolest things. The song that has been released, he's heard. He puts you on to the newest brands, the newest artists in town. I mean, that's that's who Bravo. He's toast a trendsetter. Is. Yeah, exactly. Total. He's, tra he's totally. a total trendsetter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what is it like? I mean, he's warm when you meet him, um, but it's, it's almost a little bit like when somebody's too much of a trendsetter, you know, us nerds sometimes get, you know, he's thrown off by that, right? We're like, this person's not that approachable. He's an educator. He wants to educate people on the newest, coolest thing. He wants to improve people's lives. Mm -hmm. Not too hot-headed or anything. Yeah. He's very humble. What isn't he? <laughs> he isn't pretentious. Okay. He's not disingenuine. You know, I mean, he's definitely not authentic. Um, and he isn't trying too hard to be something he's not. He knows who he is and he's comfortable with that. You know, he's not trying to be this. Talk to me that. about his values. I mean, he grew up in a very rough part of town, but <laughs> survived. It's a rack, from, it's like, a you know, like sourdough was coming for him and rye and you know, but all of a sudden he's risen. You know, and and he's a rags to riches man. I mean, so so what are what are his values like? Um, kind of trustworthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, kind of what we talked about just now. I mean, about each other. Yeah, well, right? everything. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, okay, so respectful. So my suggestion to you is, and and we did this very briefly, was was helping you kind of start to look for a lens at which you hire for, so that you make sure that they fit in this brand that is Bravo, Mr. Bravo Toast, right? Yeah. And that way it's a quicker way to differentiate because you may really love someone and hear they're amazing, but because you're so small, they got to be cool and they got to be a trendsetter, right? Like, and, and, but, but not pretentious and welcoming and warm and trustworthy. And these are all descriptions when you start the interviewing process, which there's two ways to go about it, right? 
I've hired a lot of family and employees. I've hired hundreds of people through the years and I've helped a lot of companies. It's a double-edged sword. On one hand, it's great because it's just right there. Oh my gosh, the universe is just giving me somebody's cousin. On the other hand is this is a business and it sucks when the cousin who you have kind of a cool relationship with is not great and you don't find out till two months down the road because it's very hard to keep the same staff as you're a startup and there's stress, there's ideas, things are disorganized from time to time. It's a bit chaotic. It's an exciting, chaotic uh, spread. I just keep thinking of a metaphor of a loaf and yeast <laughs> and everything else. But there's there's two ways to go about it. And I would encourage you to, to go both routes. You know, there's a lot of websites at, where you can get different people that way. And I do recommend that you both do the interviewing together initially until you've really figured out your system and you have a discussion around it. But I think that you could start to create create a framework or structure in terms of your hiring. Does that make sense yeah. where I'm going with it? Yeah. yeah. Is that uh, helpful? It's de- yeah. It's definitely. Definitely. I mean, that's like something we need for sure. And, mm-hmm. and maybe one of you can kind of drive it, maybe assign it to one of you so that that person's also going to be looking at to the, the HR legal uh, proper paperwork I can certainly recommend different like like ADP or different payroll services because I initially when I started my businesses didn't realize you paid how many, cash? Huh? <laughs> you paid cash in the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize uh how many laws there are for employees. I had no idea. Like there's thousands of laws that you have to follow and some of them make no sense for your particular industry but you have to follow them. And so I think it's, it's really wise to figure out who's going to be managing that. Unless this falls under the umbrella of your dad's company, then you don't have to worry about it. No, this is, this is our own thing. Totally separate from that. But so for who could kind of run with it now, do you feel like, cause I'll even connect you with Samson from my office. He'll get you. Well, To be honest, it's the hardest thing in the business from what I'm hearing from family in the business is finding good people. It's, there's a real shortage of hospitality workers as right now, especially, especially in LA or California and with unemployment. And a lot of people left the industry and found other jobs. So there's a gaping hole. That's why pay is going up for a lot of employees as well. The other thing to keep in mind too, is we have our center next door. A lot of those people are looking for work and getting back on their feet. Send them over. Yeah. I'm just saying, I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's, it's a, again, it's a double-edged sword on yeah. one hand, highly motivated, they're, they're going to be so grateful. And a lot of them are really bright and passionate. On the other hand, you know, there are people who have had a lot of challenges and, but then again, you could hire someone and they have a lot of challenges and you don't even know. So, I mean, I, I would suggest that you kind of have a variety of family, friends, and yeah, some yeah. people you don't know outside of our uh, circle. Obviously what we, we've gone down the path of working with family and friends and a lot of times it doesn't work out and it's changes the dynamic of the friendship. You know, Nathan, you've had that experience, right? Uh, well I had in my first business and also, I mean, Bravo toast. It was originally three of us. Oh yeah. We, we, yeah, yeah. One of them. 
a guy who was both of our best best friends mm-hmm, really since high school as well. Um, yeah, we were really really close, and unfortunately, it's just it didn't. It work didn't out. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend anybody go in business with their friends. <laughs> honestly, honestly, like yeah. I love that. <laughs> we're best friends. I wouldn't recommend anyone going to business with their best friends. Well, why didn't, didn't it work out? Um, he just. I mean, it was great in the beginning, but um, he was also. A little wild card, and I just don't think that Bravo was his number one priority like it was for us. It wasn't 100%. Yeah. 110% is what me and Nathan are right You know, now. this yes. is like an everyday thing, and he didn't see it. He saw it more as a once or twice a week kind of thing. And so, you know, if we were just taking money from friends and family, and it's it's a big deal. And so. So did you buy him out? We, we did. did. Got it. I, I have a question. You guys seem like amazing friends. You guys, Lily, you guys are going to be great business partners in the future. Right now, as of now, what's more important, the friendship or this business? It's a great question. Yeah. And we talk, we, we discuss that all the time whenever we, you know, we have issues, we fight as friends and we fight as business partners and, you know, or, or disagree. So it's depends on the day. I mean, obviously, I think friendship is first but at the moment our investors are first you know, yeah that that those people who we care about right now making sure they're taken care of our future employees making sure they're taken care of and happy i mean at the moment our friendship seems to be last in line but still something that we care about and treasure and know that is the secret sauce to what we've created here i mean i like that you know, um, be- better better businesses are created sorry better friendships are created through business than businesses through friendships is what the old adage is. <laughs> well, I, I'm still on this one point of who is going to be responsible for hi- who's going to drive hiring. Let's just assign it if we can. You want to take this one? Yeah, I'll take <laughs> it. You want to take it? Yeah. What I'll do, Nathan, is I'll, I'll get you connected with our team just to give you, it'll save you a lot of time mm-hmm. with hiring. If you, unless you've already done it. And no, you already know. No, it's, it's no, on our short-term gotten. horizon. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah just, it's, it's, it will save you a lot of time, mm-hmm. but Nathan is going to be overseeing hiring. I love how you both assigned it to each other, though. You both didn't <laughs> want to do it. <laughs> um, no, I think it's a fun part of the process. Yeah, I think. I know Nathan, as I said earlier, he's an amazing people person and can, right. uh, you know, it's great judgment and character. Okay, you both said customer experience. So, which it is a blend, obviously. But can we talk through what is that customer experience? What is the vision? Sure. I walk into Bravo Toast. Tony, I heard about this place down the street. Mm. They say it's a great spot to go into. Mm. I love avocado and I love toast. Okay. It's uh, it's the new hamburger, by the way. Let's go. And it's a trend. And it's always cool. The vibe's amazing. So we walk in. Now, you're going to play out for Tony and I, you know, the bubble above our head as we walk through. So we're in there. We're, we're going to buy this toast. And. What are we thinking? What are we feeling? You're definitely feeling relaxed, welcomed. Very welcomed, yeah. A place that you could hang out all day, despite the fact maybe it's not the best for business people to be hanging out there all day. We are saying, yes, let's make this a place people are super comfortable and it feels like a part of their home. You know, that the park across the street from your office and across the street from us, we really, that was our compass in designing the place. And we want to feel like, hey, that's the Doheny Fountain Park. If that's somebody's backyard, what does their kitchen look like? And then that's what Bravo Toast really, we want it to feel like your kitchen, your, where you meet with friends, where you meet with clients. 
really a place that you could be there all day. We have offerings that kind of span the afternoon and early evening. Um, so is it comfortable chairs? Is it, is it uh, the design? And so, like what makes us feel so relaxed? It, well, one thing is you'll look good if you take a picture at Bravo Hotel. I'll tell you that much. We want, uh, maybe now be the most comfortable seating but good lighting you'll look look right. <laughs> exactly i mean you you'd rather be you know yeah exactly so um definitely look really good and you're going to learn something when you walk in that i promise whether it's about health whether it's about a new product that just is a, a local product or a product that just came onto the market you're going to go away learning a new song discovering a new artist something you'll take away how, with how do you do that is it on the board or do you have like a tv screen like no what? we just that's what we love to do is find playing amazing music. We have so many friends that are in the music industry and create playlists. I mean, it's so simple, yet it's an opportunity to educate our customers and make them say, oh shit, let's go to Bravo Toast. Let's go back because, you know, I- Is there one spot thing. in Bravo Toast that you think people are going to want to take their photos the most? Yeah, we have our walls and corners that we're kind of scoping out. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the Easter egg and, you know, and all about the discovery. That's really what it's about, I'd say. Got it. And- what happens when you do get that person? Like I can tell you the Starbucks around the corner. I don't go and hang out there and it's around the corner. The reason I don't go and hang out there is the type of uh, customers that hang out there. And you'll get some people, literally, they bring their home office to Starbucks and they have like computers or it's like very cruisy. You know, this one's very gay or it's like homeless. There's a lot of homeless uh, especially in our neighborhood, right? There's a lot. And and we see them walking up and down our street. And and how do you ensure that this is a good vibe? And it's tough. It, it's almost distracts from every business. I don't care if you're the nicest place in Beverly Hills. There's almost people coming up to you right now. That's not something that we're going to necessarily solve overnight. I mean, I went to. Mm, it's kind of out of our control we, at that point. When we were Can't in control school, who walks through your door. Yeah, when we were in school, it was, you know, that's the number one topic talked about, at least really? when my major, I went to USC for, for real estate or public policy. The number one thing talked about was how do we solve LA's homeless crisis? That isn't a new crisis. It's been this way since the 20s. I mean, yeah, and we both went to USC. So, especially downtown, I mean, on campus, you'd see them. We, we were going to open up Bravo Toast pre. We started this concept idea. Mm -hmm. I'd say February 2020. Yeah, like January. Which, yeah, January, February, February 2020. And the whole, we had a space in downtown. We were negotiating the lease of it. And almost overnight, downtown went from a place that was definitely edgier and... On the rise. Yeah, on the rise. It's still rough around the edges to overnight it being sent back 30 years in terms of just how kind of rough it was down there. So we right. pivoted and we happened to stumble upon this great spot that we found next to you, obviously. And so, but... Definitely, that's not something that uh, is easy to figure out. And, you know, we're trying our best to make sure that it is a incubated experience, put it that way. Yeah, and that you have um, good customers and, you know, a good vibe and feel safe. You know, I'm friends with the owners of Rawberry. I don't know if you've been to Rawberry. They do acai, amazing acai. It's across uh, from here on Santa Monica. Similar, except they're just acai and they get it from Australia and it's, it's so good. It's like this amazing, I love acai. And they got stalked by a customer who literally wrote like horrible reviews 
um, because they asked him not to, I think, work like because he was loud on his phone, something along those lines. And to the point where it's a family business and it was two sisters and they have to work from the back area because it's been a little dangerous for him, which is just it's so interesting. You can literally sell an eight dollar product and deal with difficult customers and customers today. You know, I, I think it was Anthony Bourdain who said he hated Yelp. He thought it was like horseshit because it's 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 really unfortunate that people can, especially in the service business with food, have uh, one experience and then literally tarnish like your reputation. Yeah, and or, all or the just hard one, work a one you put star in. review can kill you. And it's and your your food service business. You are the number one most scrutinized. Number one begin. And living in Los Angeles is a lot of, a lot of crazy people out here. People yeah. are people are out to get you. You know what I mean? So it's something you have to be very vigilant on. And I mean, there's a horse. There's every horror story in the book when it comes to restaurants. Put it that way. Uh, I'm sure you yeah. know all of them. Speaking of rude customers, Mike, I wanna I wanna play something out really quick yeah, if you don't mind. Me. Yeah, I'm a customer in your store, right? I walk up to the counter and say, "You're one of you guys is back there." I want to speak to the owner because this toast tastes like shit. I don't like it. I want my money back. What are you going to say? Sure. Done. Just give me my money back. No question. Yeah, That's something you can't fight with people when it comes to, they yeah. don't like it. Can't fight with them. Yeah, all. you have to put yourself in their shoes. I mean, if I got something horrible that I didn't like, I would like to be refunded or. You might just feel, I, I just don't like it. I mean, it could be the way we serving it, the most amazing toast in our opinion possible. If it's not your taste, doesn't fit your profile, by all means, we'll make you something else or give your money back if you really want. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's not a Mr. Bravo toast isn't greedy. He, he totally <laughs> he's, a is, he's a giver of, mm -hmm. of, you know, you don't like it. You know, Yoshinoya, nice to know you. you know? <laughs> and I want to act up and start yelling and I, I want to get everyone's attention. Then we'll call in our strong men in the back and they'll, uh, well, Mike, <laughs> will come down, Mike will come down and kick <laughs> and you out. <laughs> Mike, can you come by here? Okay. So in terms of customer experience, it sounds like you both are going to lean into that. You both said in terms of new ideas for growth in the business, you're both going to do that together. It's just you both want to be entrepreneurial. It's a tag team. I mean, yeah. like, you know, one this, is our, this is our baby right now. And I mean, two newly wed parents. I mean, I, they're I, in I, it together. I agree. However, once you can get the roles assigned and you're both in your sweet spot of, of like how you're operating in this puzzle fits together, I find in working with people that it really helps them uh, go, well, Jack's going to handle that. You know, or Nathan's Nathan's got that. Like Nathan's already thought about that, and it because there's so many moving parts and pieces, and sometimes the fun stuff isn't making money. <laughs> you know, their ideas are like noses. We all have them, right? But initially, you're going to be selling the products are you brought today avocado toast, and we brought our ricotta toast as well. Ricotta toast, and then any other products that you're selling. Yeah, we're going to have a full menu of five, six toasts, a uh, full coffee program and smoothies. And we think our on tap drinks are going to really change the game. Put it that way. And we brought you some of our, our auto Palmer. We call it the Bravo Palmer. Uh, and now is there liquor at Bravo Toast? We're in the process right now of getting a beer and wine permit. So, and then the last part is employee issues and firing. So I assume that's going to be Nathan. If he's understanding the laws, because even when you fire someone, there's 10,000 laws. 
You know, it's not as simple as just going, hey, guys, hey, it didn't work out. All of a sudden, you'll get that employee that goes, they made me do this. And you're like, no, I didn't. Yes, they did. You know, you know, your father's in the business. You, you guys are, I'm just, Nathan's going to do the firing. He's going to do the hiring. Is that right? I think, I think it's the same person. My suggestion yeah, to you is the same, same person okay. should. Mm -hmm. but like, I don't do firing in my company. I, the, the, there's people who work for me who know much more than I do about independent contractors versus employees versus, and we have agencies that help us too, right? That are experts. So initially I know you're small, but you're launching in less than two months. And so I think it's really helpful to just know like, all right, let's get ahead of it, you know, and let's, let's make it happen. I, I want this to work out for you guys. And I know that I was, uh, poking around, you know, trying to figure out how I could help you guys so that you avoid having situations get in the way of your business and your friendship, because I know I can tell for both of you, that's the last thing you want to see happen. And businesses are unpredictable, especially what we saw over the last year. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and like, yeah. You know, um, and I'm grateful that you guys are almost done because if there's any more jackhammering, I was going to lock you guys in a cage. I know, we felt really <laughs> bad about that. Literally, we'd be running group therapy and the jackhammer's going off and I'd have therapists texting me. Uh, yeah, yeah, but contractors are difficult. I know how it yeah, is. Yeah, we didn't. We told them to give us a warning, but we never got it, so. Yeah, it's the last day of contracting, uh, last day of jackhammering and it goes for another five days. I mean, we're... We, we apologize. Uh, yeah. No, it's all good. It's fun. <laughs> We're building the space out from scratch, um, which has definitely been a challenge as well. Is there anything else I could be helpful with? I mean, one thing I definitely, uh, other than balancing the business and friendship side of things is, and I've talked to other people in, in just entrepreneurs in general, that just burning out is tough. When you're working 24 seven, you go to bed, wake up, and whether you're in the sh cafe or not, or working behind the counter or not, at least for us, I mean, we're thinking about this stuff all the time and managing that stress of stuff is definitely a, we've, we have weeks and times when it's more difficult than others for sure. But I know that it's your area of expertise as well. It's kind of like, you know, well, I think, and why I want, I tapped into this is I think differentiation of roles helps a lot. Um, because if it's, there's too many people doing two things, then you have more likelihood of burning out because, all of a sudden someone's really running with an idea and the other is already working on the idea and it can create more stress. I think you, you run a business that's every day and that, mm -hmm. uh, knowing what you're getting into. And it seems like you both know that you're going to have to show up on days. You don't want to show up <laughs> and yeah. people are not going to show up for work one day. And that's just the nature of what it is. I mean, what do you both do for your own mental health now? We, what, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> not, I, not enough, no, nothing. I mean, like, or, but we try to, I mean, talking to each other definitely works out a lot of stuff, you know, I and mean, we have a great support system of friends and family. Yeah. That, I feel like taking a step back sometimes from the business is necessary. Having your own day, like a Sunday, you know, um, are you in relationships? Do you guys have kids? I have, I have a girlfriend long-term, um, and yeah, she's part of my support system just as much. I mean, she tell her everything and then is, uh, definitely helps the stressful days. And it's good to have somebody to talk to about 
everything. But no kids. No kids. No kids. Are you in a relationship? No. Single. Single. Nice. So it sounds like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just sometimes it's nice to be single. Maybe I'm projecting. But um, so it sounds like burn. Have you ever been burnt out in your life before? Like when, when were, when was a time for either one of you that you felt burnt out? I feel like last summer when we were doing our pop-up in Montauk, because we went from doing literally six days of pop-ups once a week to running seven days a week for two and a half months straight. And so it was a huge we adjustment. Were also on, we were on like a, Montauk, New York is a little bit like a an island in that there's, you get kind of that uh, with island fever type thing going on out there after a while. Mm-hmm, seven the days end of the week. world. Yeah, we were seven days a week working though from 8 a.m. when we opened through 5 p.m. LA Without time. Without any help. It was eight to eight. Yeah, yeah. it was us two. We were calling contractors and the architects in the city after we finished working at our Bravo bungalow by the beach. Trying to build out our space. So it was- It was eight it to was eight. A, yeah. Um, for three months, two and a half months, basically. Yeah. Mm. Um, that was that was tough. Plus it was really us too. And you know, we had, at the time, hey, we had a partner too that was, uh, it was difficult working with him. And because of everything combined and, and you know, we, were, I was, we were staying with my family half the time as well and putting them through living with them. And it was, uh, it was like a full- it was a rough summer. It was a weird summer for everybody, I think, out there just for COVID and stuff. But definitely a strange time. And that was the most burnt out, I thought, we've ever been. <laughs> yeah, tough. well, it sounds like it's figuring out what is your balance of um, health, right, outside of food and friends. Like, what is it that you do for yourself that makes you feel a little more free or relaxed or more at peace? And you guys have been going at it and you felt what it was like to be working, you know, seven days in a row in Montauk and you're essentially re-entering that phase, but now you have the opportunity to hire. And we're smarter now. We, we know, <laughs> we know what we did wrong a year yeah. ago and, you know, it's a great it's, learning experience. Totally. Totally. I, I think that, uh, that we're sharper, smarter, str- stronger after, after the last year, you know, definitely. Cool. I'm curious, before we end off, I want to see what you think about the toast. Oh yeah, I gotta try that toast. We both gotta try the toast. Oh, you guys brought up- we, we have three, we have three here. Is it, do we need to, he- should we heat it up? Because uh, it's No, I mean, it's I'd, fine. Just, I'd try it, let us know. I mean, fine, let's hear it like this then, Tony. Pret- pret- <laughs> you can pretend like you, you Postmated it from around, across uh, across town or something. Yeah. Yeah, is there gonna be delivery with you guys, like Postmates, or yeah. Rates, all that? Got it, mm-hmm. you have to. Yeah, you have to know. Some of the stores, it's interesting. They stop doing Postmates and Uber Eats and just do Grubhub. I don't know why. I think they do. Like, they sign exclusive deals. Um, mm. Wow. Is this the packaging of the bottles? That's a, a research and development packaging. We're yeah. developing it right now, but we've been using this as kind of like our uh, one are of our different? bottles. Are there different ones in each? Yeah, there's, all- there's two avocado toasts, or our green goddess, we call it, and then oh, one of the ricotta really toasts. It's like our specialty. The green is there goddess sugar in this? is, so, yeah. I mean, some, some sugar. Sure. You add some sugar. Okay. <laughs> that was like, oh, sweet. We, we make a house simple syrup. Now, do you add the sugar it. to the toast? No. no. Okay. Oh, I got the ricotta one. These are our specialties. This is the one item that we're selling in Montauk. Now. Yeah, the ricotta. No, no, no the no, green no. goddess. The avocado. This, oh, is, a, this I, is a green goddess. Toast. Yeah. This is our avocado oh, wow. toast. This is you know. It's very attractive. This does look like a good piece. Now, what kind of bread is this? 
it's a sourdough. It's a whole wheat sourdough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you oh. going to end up doing gluten free or no? Yeah, I think like you have to. You have to, right? have to gluten free. Yeah, and we're going to have some, gonna have some options want. for you know, numerous dietary restrictions. I mean, our whole menu. You want some, Aaron? No, I just want to see what it looks like. It's beautiful. <laughs> Look at this, Aaron. It's even it looks better like a piece when it's of fresh. art on toast. So the, our whole menu is flexitarian, we call it, in that everything is vegetarian and can be made mm. vegan. Aaron, will you hand me a napkin if you don't mind? Good. Our cheese gets flown in from Brooklyn. You guys got the the it's first New Yorker best burrata. Yeah, the best mm. burrata, uh, hands down. I mean, I've ever had. Okay, come through toast. It is really good. I don't even like toast and avocado like this, but this is actually really good. That's the thing. Thanks. We weren't the craziest fans of avocado toast before starting this, and we're like, if people are spending so much money on this, we might as well make it worth yeah, it. Do it, yeah, worth your money. Avocado one now too. And people tell us. I mean, I don't know how many people have told us. Oh my god, I make avocado toast every single day. <laughs> at home, yeah, yeah. People tell us all the time. Or I, I eat it out or at home. I, I they eat avocados every day. So we're like, mm, look at this ricotta one. And this is the popular one in Montauk. No, the the green goddesses. The that's the our green goddesses. Yeah, yeah, that's our yeah. avocado toast. Is the green goddess one? This one. Do the, we have a launch date of the business? Like what date it's opening? Labor Day is what we're aiming for. Aiming Was that September fifth? Yeah, like the yeah. first week of September. We yeah. hope. Want to do soft, a big soft opening? Big party. Mm, what is this? It's just uh, again from Brooklyn. The amazing ricotta we get: honey, lemon zest, some sea salt. It's really good. These are really good. It's just a few. So we have like some probably six to seven all day toast options and then we're developing right now a little bit more I like, like the that texture at evening of these i like the seasoning what what seasoning is on this avocado toast some chili flakes chili flakes and and this chili is called flakes. the green goddess and this one's called the ricotta toast the ricotta i like it you definitely have a customer here well, yeah you that got one here awesome. too jack and nathan thanks for coming in and look forward to seeing you guys boom and uh if you live in la and uh, for any of the listeners, go to Bravo Toast. It's right next to Cast Centers, and it's on Doheny in Santa Monica in West Hollywood. And you can have some delicious toast, and maybe I'll even see you over there. And let us know what you thought about today's episode. We would love it if you tagged us on Instagram, put in your story, let us know you're listening. And uh, thank you guys for joining me. Thank, thank you. So you. Much for having All us. right. The Always Evolving with Coach Mike Bear podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional, medical, financial, legal, or other advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during this podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professionals.